0: So, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance the Elisa the Yarnista podcast at patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's only 25 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's patreo dot com slash Elisa the Yarnista and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only content like our pre- and post-shows behind-the-scenes looks, and special unused footage. And if we reach our $100 per month goal, we'll schedule a monthly live online hangout for all of our patrons. That's patreon.com slash LisaTheYarnista. Hello everybody and welcome to the Elisa the Yarnista podcast, episode number 80 for this Sunday, March 12th, 2017. My name is Mike. By my side, as always, is Elisa the Yarnista herself. How you doing, Elisa? I'm good. Are you sure about that? We had a, a bit of a rough start getting into this one.
1: I'm fine. I have my going. knitting and you just do whatever you do. So
0: All the beginning stuff. And we weren't supposed to be doing this right now. So this is kind of, uh, I don't want to say unexpected because we knew we were going to record a podcast, but we should be on the road driving to the north right now.
1: Yep. But we're not.
0: But we're not. So we were going to go up north and celebrate my father's birthday, get together with some family and go out to eat and stuff. But he called me, was it Thursday? Yep. Thursday night. And he's, well, Thursday night, his actual birthday, and he's horribly sick. So... We're not going. We're So
1: then, so tonight we're supposed to do that? To do what? Go up to eat? Yeah. What day is it though?
0: Today's Sunday.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Saturday we were supposed to go up north to oh get together with gosh. some family. My sister and my aunt, couple, my two, of my aunts and my uncle and my father and my sister and brother-in-law and Elisa was going to be there. And that was a whole thing trying to get things set oh. up for you to go there.
1: Yeah, because we live in Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is known for supper clubs. Which my cousin, I told my cousin about it, and I'm like, I don't know what to do because you know, to trying to to like figure out about like the eating situation. So, she asked me, and and I had completely forgotten about this. She goes, "What is a supper club? Because really? I what
0: is a supper club? It's
1: a Wisconsin thing. Oh." Yeah. <laughs> See, you're from Wisconsin. So, you know, but I moved here from Minnesota, which I mean, we had some in northern Minnesota, but not it's not a thing like here. Yeah. So and then I grew up in Colorado and there are not supper clubs in Colorado. So
0: how would you even I don't even know how would you define? Well, I was just going
1: to ask you to a do supper it, but... club.
0: I don't even know. To me, it's always just, it's just a restaurant. I don't know what no. distinguishes a supper club from just a regular restaurant.
1: Supper clubs, I always think of it as like, uh, like fancyish kind of restaurant from like the seventies. Like so there were fancy prime the rib, 70s and-, and you know, I mean, and it's a very, it's a very, very Wisconsin thing. Huh? Yeah. So like, you know, there's drinks at the bar, and that's not just
0: how it works.
1: There's like prime <laughs> rib and salad bar and a lot of okay. steaks and
0: potatoes
1: and that kind of stuff that's on the huh. menu. Yeah, I don't know. I I looked it up, but I couldn't really find anything that, like... Like a
0: definition of a supper club?
1: Well, it's supposed to be, like, f- something fancy is what they were saying.
0: I've been to a lot of what would probably be considered supper clubs, and I don't think I've been to one yet that's been fancy.
1: A restaurant or nightclub serving suppers and usually providing entertainment. Well, that's... there. There's rarely entertainment.
0: I've never been to one with entertainment.
1: Mm. Well, Wikipedia, this is what I sent my cousin when she asked. Um, supper club is a traditional dining establishment that also functions as a social club, term may be described may describe different establishments depending on the region but in general supper clubs tend to present themselves as having themselves as having a high class image even if the price is affordable to all hmm. um yeah in the US a supper club is a dining establishment generally found in the upper midwestern states of Wisconsin oh Minnesota Ohio Michigan Illinois and Iowa okay typically located on the edge of town in rural areas
0: yeah, they are.
1: What? Well, here's a little bit of interesting tidbit stuff.
0: We're learning things on the of the Ernisa podcast so, today.
1: The first supper club in the United States was established in Beverly Hills, California. What? But wait for it. By Milwaukee, Wisconsin native Lawrence Frank. Supper clubs became popular during the 30s and 40s, although some establishments that later became supper clubs had previously gained notoriety as Prohibition Roadhouses. Ah, uh, okay. Traditional supper clubs were considered a destination where patrons would spend a whole evening from cocktail hour to nightclub-style entertainment after dinner featuring casual and relaxed atmosphere. They are now just restaurants rather than the all-night entertainment destinations of the past.
0: Okay, so I wonder Simple when that Simple menus,
1: changed. American cuisine, prime ribs, steak, chicken, fish, all-you-can-eat Friday night fish fry, yeah, relish trays, um... Yeah. Which when we've gone just when I've been to like supper clubs here and they bring you out a relish tray, I'm like
0: I don't remember getting a relish tray.
1: There's a restaurant here in town that does really? Char House. When we've been there, and then I think there's actually I don't remember that I think it's liver while, I think but... there's some br- liverwurst on the on the relish tray too. There's like sure. pickles and I think pickles and olives. I can't remember. We haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. So basically, while. it's just really, really just very American food and just comfort food, and yeah. So I didn't know if I was gonna be able to eat.
0: That that's where we started this story because
1: yeah. so. Because yeah, it's it's really difficult for me to go out and eat because of my
0: glutenous. No, that's 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 not like gluttonous, which is not accurate. No, your gluten no. issues.
1: Yeah, so um, so I emailed them. Like, and here's the thing with supper clubs too, especially in Wisconsin, they're closed Monday and Tuesday.
0: Mm-hmm. Because they're usually,
1: usually yep. small family-run businesses, so they were closed Monday, Tuesday. Um, so I email, and then by the time I like was like, oh well, I better check and see if I can eat anything because I mean it's going to be a busy Saturday night, yeah. and I'm don't I don't want to get there and then like, hey, by the way, we have someone that has a food restriction. Yeah. Um. So I emailed and I called a couple times and no one answered, and I finally got an email response yesterday. Yeah. But it wasn't very clear. They said they have plenty of things that are without gluten, but I explained that I have celiac and I need them to like. Yeah, I cannot have any. So a lot
0: in the preparation and making sure things are separated and things are yeah. prepared properly, and you don't have mixing of utensils and fryers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And
1: like, hey, I just cut this prime rib sandwich in half with this knife, and now I'm gonna yeah. cut this baked potato with the same one.
0: Yeah, I think so, a lot more places are familiar yeah. with. That sort of thing and understanding it, even even in northern Wisconsin where it may not be a huge, like in in Wisconsin or Madison where everybody is gluten free, soy latte, yeah. half calf, decaf, vente, mochaccino. Well, I mean, even here in really, Beaver Dam,
1: we're lucky because yeah, I mean, we a few have options. yeah, we have I have two restaurants that have well, one that has a specific gluten free menu and then. Yep. Um, another one that will prepare stuff gluten-free. So, yeah. Yeah. And I don't like being a pain. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want it to be a hassle for anybody either. No. Because, yeah. And I don't want to not feel good for, you know, the car ride home and then the next week. Right. Especially with the week we have coming up. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's... So we didn't go out for supper.
0: So the point being, we my father is is sick, and we are here. We are. and We're not in the car on the way to dinner, which I was looking forward to because that's always a good time getting together with the family and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're here. We're doing a podcast, and uh, next week I'm going to be gone. Yay! Um, oh, sorry. No, you can cheer because that'll be fun. Because well, I'm just hoping because it'll my, be fun. It'll be fun for you, yeah. But I'm I'm going with my father and my uncle. We're going to go to Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona for spring training, watch some uh, baseball and mainly the brewers, but go down there and watch some baseball. But with him being so sick and when he gets sick, normally it hangs on. It's not something that ends in a few days or, or a week. He sometimes when he gets sick, he has it for a good month or Mm -hmm. more sometimes. So hopefully I told him when I talked to him on Thursday, make sure you sleep a lot, eat healthy, drink a lot of water. Because otherwise, that could be a um, long, frustrating trip for him.
1: Well, and not fun for you guys, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. If he's not feeling well, it's going to be less fun for us, too.
1: How about he stays here so he doesn't have to travel, and then he can watch the store, which that wouldn't be a mess at all, and then I can go. He'd be
0: fine. He knows a lot about knitting. Oh, yeah, he'd do okay. He knows He knows all there is to know about knitting. And iPads. He has an iPad, so he could probably even run the point of sale. He could, if he can remember the login code. He's familiar with that now, so that would be easy.
1: Oh, it'll be... Yeah, you guys will have fun. So you you guys leave Friday.
0: Yep. So I'll be be switching my work from home day from Thursday to Friday, starting a little bit early because I can... That way they can swing by. Because originally we were going to leave my car at work.
1: Oh, this is all news to me.
0: Yeah, because I was going to leave it there and they are going to swing by and pick me up at work. But this way they're just going to come through here and this way my car is at home, safe and sound, in the garage. It's not at work, which would be fine. I'm sure it would be okay there because I, I think people do that from time to time anyway. The landlord is okay with it. Everybody's okay with it. But this way it stays at home and we get, uh, we're going to stay in Milwaukee and then fly out Saturday morning and get to Phoenix... I don't know, Saturday afternoon at some point. I don't know what time, like 2.30 or something, I think.
1: Well, and then if it snows, because, you know, apparently winter is not even close to over here. Well, we got a So that way yet. if it's, you know, if it snows at all while you're gone, then it's not sitting in the middle of the parking lot in the way of the snow plow. Yeah, yeah so. that
0: too. Hopefully there won't be any of that, but I guess you never know. So
1: we'll see. I hope not. How I hope there go. is anything that needs to be plowed, because elisa's
0: if you sho- i have two shovels if you shovel the sidewalk that's plenty it's at this point it's not going to last more than a couple days anyway because it'll melt and be gone
1: i'll 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 go out and i'll i'll ask frank if he if he can snowblow
0: you're gonna ask the nine i suppose he's got a snowblower but
1: he does everybody's yard i see yeah. him all over doing stuff be- yeah he has to be what 80 now 85.
0: He's got to be cuz he was old when we moved in and he's well, older now. <laughs> he's, he's But he's a, he's a super nice guy and he's a couple houses down and we still talk every once in a while if we're out at the same time. Oh, he's and, out
1: there chopping wood all the time too yeah. cuz he heats with they heat they have a wood for uh, they have a wood I think probably a wood furnace. I
0: am th- sure, yeah, it must be. I don't yep. think it's
1: just fireplace, I think no, it's there. No, they burn a lot. Yep.
0: Yeah. So thank you everybody for joining us as always. We do encourage you to shop local, but if you're going to do some online shopping at Amazon.com, make sure you first go to ElisaTheYarnista.com. That's Alisa's blog. And then over on the right-hand side, we've got some Amazon affiliate stuff over there. Click on that. That'll take you to Amazon, which, of course, is where you're going anyway. So you'll get to where you're going. Just take you one extra step to click through. And this way, when you put stuff in your cart and check out, there's a good chance that Amazon will kick back a little bit of a commission to us here at the program and that will allow us to pay for web hosting and pay for all of our recording equipment and all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's good, free, easy way for you to help us out here at the show. You can also participate in the program if you would like to. Send us questions, comments, suggestions, whatever you've got on your mind. Podcast at ElisaTheYarnisa.com. Send that through to us and we will read it on the air. And yeah, Lisa, you at this point... I'm I'm going to have to leave you for a minute. Why were you going? I realized I have no bottle opener up here.
1: <laughs> That's because you were super excited and brought up two bottles of beer.
0: Well, I didn't I thought I had one up here and oh I Oh my god, what I am I going to talk
1: about? Gonna... I could go get you a bottle opener.
0: <laughs> oh. Elisa, what have you been knitting on? Okay, bye. I'll be, I'll be right back. You remember that
1: discussion we had about how hard it is for you to go up and down the stairs?
0: Oh, I'm going to be winded when I get back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so what am I knitting? Um, um, I, I didn't knit much this week, but I did make some progress on my Amberly, um, the shawl by Shannon Cook. Um, it's uh, done in Julie Aslan Nurtured. And I wanted to have it done for um, Madison Knitter's Guild. And I think it's still going to happen. I started the edge color a couple days ago. Um, Very slowly I got going. But um, I'm at a point now, oh, this isn't all going to fit on here. I need a bigger cable, Mike.
0: A bigger cable? I
1: do. I just realized with what I'm doing, it's not all going to fit on here.
0: You were saying before we started that it was a little...
1: Well, it was, but it's going to be even worse now. Huh. So I might not get very far. Um. So, uh, yeah, I'm on the, the edge color, and I think I'll get it done today, this weekend yet. I hope so. If, if we still yeah. go to Knitter's Guild on Monday.
0: Well, we'll see. There's a big blizzard storm. We may... Uh... Oh, Alisa.
1: Are you winded? I'm winded. This is... T- so, but this has this been a lot fairly, of fun.
0: Fairly recent thing that's happened to me as well and i'm not sure
1: it's winter because you've been in bulking season
0: no i've i have not in bulking bulking season season. no i'm definitely i'm actually losing a little bit but man oh man
1: so i um oh i'm sorry
0: no i was gonna say it's telling at least before we started that my shirt says bodybuilding.com not not stairmaster.com or cardio.com i need a
1: oldman.com yeah so um yeah, so I got through the first color, and it's kind of cool because the second color, um, oh, the second color was actually—it's
0: the same color.
1: Well, it was actually my sleeve.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: So I had last year. Was that the end of this two years ago or a year ago? I, don't remember. I can't remember. Um, I'm wearing my um, my Irma's pullover. It's a custom fit design um, that I knit in uh, nurtured. Two years ago, a year ago, Um, and I wanted it to be my Christmas sweater, and I was so excited because we always have Christmas, like Christmas Day with your dad, so Mm -hmm. I think it was Christmas Eve, I bound it off, and I was so excited, and you were downstairs playing video games in the basement, so I ran down to show Mike, and as soon as I had it on, I knew it was, yeah. A little snug. The sleeves were really tight. Um, I didn't quite like the neckline as much as I could have. Um, Yeah, I didn't like the shaping on it. And, but the sleeves were a little tight. So my gauge um, in my rush to try and have a Christmas sweater, um, my gauge got too tight on my sleeves (laughs) and I had to rip them out. So what I did at that point, everything had been washed and blocked and seamed. So um, I ended up just taking the sleeves off, getting new yarn, knitting new sleeves, and then washing the yarn when I had a moment to
0: when you were done crying about when it I was done crying and face it again
1: yeah and winding you know two sleeves back up on the ball yeah. winder so um but it's nice because it's like a huge ball of nurtured right now that's already like it's already been washed and it's nice because it's a big huge ball cuz i already spit joined everything when i knit the sleeves Nice. so
0: it's it's all going to be one piece are you working from the outside of that one yeah huh.
1: i've been going from the outside more lately <clears throat> So things don't fall, so it doesn't deflate on me and everything, so... Oh, really?
0: Yeah. But then yeah. it gets all wibbly-wobbly-roly.
1: No. I should be using my... Uh, yeah, your spinny thing. My spinny thing, but that's that's downstairs. I couldn't use that right now because you'd yell at me because it's too loud.
0: Well, I don't care. So,
1: but yeah, this is really pretty. So these are the... I'm using um, a compass and um, Irma, which are the two colors that Shannon used in the in the pattern. But yeah, so... Hopefully that'll be done in time for Knitters Guild on Monday, and then I'm still working on my socks. I haven't I haven't really knit on them much. this last yeah, week. You haven't seen those
0: much. Mm, yeah. This week, yeah.
1: Well, I haven't hardly been knitting at all. It's been a crazy week. Well, I had class yep. Tuesday, Thursday, and then I was right. at the store late on Wednesday anyway. Mm-hmm. And Monday, I felt like what did I did I have something I had to do on Monday? No, I stayed home and I oh I knitted on this on Monday i went grocery shopping though i think That's i funny. did that on monday but yeah so i haven't been knitting a lot so i haven't finished anything but i haven't cast anything else on so i'm i'm doing all You're right making
0: forward progress i am good job yep. Yep. speaking of grocery shopping those mushrooms downstairs are they smell interesting
1: they're shiitakes we've had them yeah. before i don't know they
0: just smell like dirt weird i don't know no i don't know they smell weird
1: <laughs> i got some <laughs> different ones um I I I get the whole ones. Um but these I had some I saw some that on Amazon that looked good that had they had really good reviews um that were already sliced. Oh. So they 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 uh rehydrate faster. Oh yeah. So course. they're a lot bigger than the other ones, so I think the flavor isn't as intense with them, but hmm. it's still better than dredge, than fresh shiitakes. Yeah. So cuz yeah. Yeah, the mushrooms they smell interesting, huh?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't Maybe I just wasn't expecting that odor when I went down to... Like, does the a, whole
1: kitchen smell like?
0: I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think it's the whole kitchen. I think it's just kind of within that general area of the mushroom pot. <laughs> it's a measuring cup, I think. The, the mushroom
1: measuring cup? Yeah,
0: full of uh, hot water and dried mushrooms. They're not dry anymore. Well, not anymore. Now they're pretty mushy, probably.
1: Yeah, so that's for, those will be for supper, which I have on here for in the kitchen.
0: But any, yeah, any, so anything else that you're knitting? <sighs> That's the main thing.
1: Um Yeah, I'm still working on my Well, I I get, I'm still I haven't Placed the eighteen markers yet for my timber because I've been working on this. Like this has been all of my attention. That's your focus, yeah. This is my focus because I think because I I believe like nurtured needs to have I I have a hat sample at the store and a lot of people under you know they love the yarn anyway. But I feel like because it is such a rustic yarn, having a sample like this is really great. And the shawl is just it's beautiful. Yeah. So um, so I think that's it. It really sh- it really highlights the yarn. Shannon did a beautiful job with the design. Um. September, I have the collar done on that. I just have to put my 18 markers on. Yeah. Can I tell you there's 18?
0: You, yeah, I've heard of this 18.
1: So I have to work on that. And then I did get, well, I did get a few, I got another repeat done on the fine and dandy socks. And those are fun. Yeah. Those are really fun. Yeah. It looks good. So, yeah. And so we're like, where are we? We're almost halfway through, well, not halfway through March. We're about, what, a third of the way through March? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So we're a third of the way through March. So that means the sock yarn that I'm using for those, because some people have been coming and asking me about the, the super secret sock yarn. <laughs> um, so that will be here. Um, hopefully the end of the month. Oh, cool. So awesome. yeah, I'm counting down the, the days and the, well, weeks, I guess at this point, And then when it gets closer than days,
0: it's barely weeks at this so, point. Multiple. I'm
1: super excited. Yeah. The yarn is beautiful. Um, I think everybody's going to really like it. Very cool. um, and then you have to finish up the toes on my smooth operators. And then I have to do my heels on those. And I did wind um, my Opal 6-ply for the Sport and DK version of uh, Vill- Vanilla is the New Black. I haven't cast on yet. They, I don't think
0: I've seen those. No,
1: they're really cool, though. Yeah? The heel shaping on them. I, like, I'm, like, drooling over these socks. <laughs> it is, They're so pretty. So, um, yeah, she has uh, she has fingering weight version that's top down. She has one that's toe up, and then she has the the DK the sporter DK version that actually she said it's for um, sporter DK or for smaller feet. So I think if you use the stitch counts for the the larger sizes, but you do like take the gauge down to like a fingering weight, mm-hmm. then it would work for little people. Cool. Okay. But yeah, yeah, the patterns are really yeah. There's just. Look it up on Ravelry. There's three different versions. They're all very cool. Okay. So, but yeah, that's all I have. I still am hoping to get back to my West Coast card again. The class wrapped sure. up on Tuesday, and we sewed in Zipper. We had a couple people at Weather and other stuff. And yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. That class, it was, it, the weather had it out for us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every Tuesday that we had class, the weather was terrible.
0: Well, that's one of the dangers of living in Wisconsin and having a yarn shop and scheduling classes is that, like, you know, when you schedule these three months in advance, you can't predict the weather, obviously, so... You but only of, Tuesdays. Yeah, but apparently only Tuesdays is when the weather is bad.
1: Yeah, we had to push the first one, the first class, we had to push that out. The last class, we had to push that out. We had, um yeah, so, yeah, we had a couple of people that couldn't make it to the last class, so... Um, I told everyone to send me pictures so I can share it with, with Jane's group. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm itching to get going on that, but I didn't think I was going to have time. Jane extended her, extended the knit along until the 28th. So March. mm -hmm. Okay. So I may end up being able to just knock that thing out while you're gone. Cool. So.
0: And if you haven't started yet, sounds like there's plenty of time to knit, knit yourself a West Coast cardigan.
1: If you're local, I don't know if like shipping the yarn out is gonna make it there in time. I was kind of joking.
0: 16 days is not a lot of time to make a sweater. (laughs) I can do it. Well, okay, maybe you can do it, but you're super knitter.
1: I'm weird. That that um that antler cardigan that we have in the front window on display, I knit that in what ten days.
0: Yeah, I think so. Something like that. And I
1: put a sleeve on upside down and took it off and just dropped down and yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Should have just let that be until the next day, but yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's, that's what Sounds I'm going good.
0: on. So if you would like to buy 18 stitch markers so you can work on the project, what which, what project is that for?
1: That's for timber.
0: If you are making timber or would like to make timber from within, from within and you need 18 stitch markers, make sure that you go to fireflyfibers.com. That is the local yarn shop that Lisa and I own here in Dame, Wisconsin, and when you go there, make sure you're putting at least a hundred dollars worth of stuff into your cart or more, because when you do that, that will open up offer code free ship, and make sure to put that in the offer code section area field at the checkout, which is F R E E S H I P, and then when you do that, that'll get you free shipping on that entire order of one hundred dollars or more. Fireflyfibers.com. So, dude.
1: I was looking for something. I'll look for it in a second. I was looking for a longer cable.
0: <laughs> oh, go ahead and look for it because I'm going to...
1: Oh, you're going to keep... Oh, yeah, I was going to... Are you done talking about Firefly fibers? Unless there's something you want to say. Well, because I well, put something on there. Okay. I didn't we know We now last have week or... Opel. Hunterwasser.
0: 2101.
1: Bingo. Colorway 2101, which is Autobus Finster. Did I talk about this last week? What language are you talking it's right now? German. um we have some in stock finally it has been on back order since like october so we have some in stock well we talked about this i think that susan b anderson
0: Uh, used the colorway and susan
1: amazingly enough nobody can find it anywhere now yeah now you can yeah now you can so we that is online um i did i think I have an opal order arriving sometime next week that has um more of the hunter vasser vossen colors um hunter I don't know and um the new fresh and juicy Collection that is like it's all based what? off of yeah, it's it's based <laughs> off of fruits and vegetables. Oh, uh, okay. And the color the, the colorways are really fun. Fresh and juicy. It sounds like it sounds like something to be on the it back of a pair like of pants. I was right. Say,
0: that's like a Victoria's Secret, yeah, like sweatpants
1: thing. What? Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's a
0: terrible It's idea. fresh and
1: juicy. It's like fresh, like as in vegetables and produce and stuff. And yeah, Leave so it to the some Germans. Of them are, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, no, you so that's
0: coming. You need to call them and tell them they need to change the name of that that line or whatever. That oh. they can't. Did they, have they printed labels for that already? Because they need to. They yeah. need to change that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, oh no. So the colorways are really cool. So that'll be that. That will be here. I hope next so week.
0: because the name is awful.
1: And all of the colors were in stock, so we will uh, we will have all of them in stock next week. Good. Um, and then I ordered a few refills on the uh, the opal uh, the cabaret is what the the six ply collection is. Um, the color that I'm using actually though, um the biggest number I can't no it's not eight biggest number is a big number where's my let me find it real quick because okay so the one that I told everybody to get because it's like the one that I love um, which is ninety two thirty six um, Bingo. That one. Um, I have what I have in stock is all that there's going to be. Uh oh, because it has been discontinued. It they are out of stock and there are no more. Because okay. that's what Opal. I mean so, Opal doesn't have the same colorways. So if you really wanted the ninety two thirty six, is that what I said? I don't know if that's the one you wanted. I can't remember what it's called. Because so don't the fight Neiman over gears, it. 9236 and it, it's like vend
0: punked Yeah, we do we don't want to tickle me Elmo situation here. We don't want like cabbage patch Christmas present stuff going on where people are going in and fighting and kicking and punching over this color if it's that in demand. So, that's no good.
1: Well, and I think it was a color I think it was something they just did last year. So, um but yeah, so it's the only six ply line that they have out right now.
0: Popular, and they're discontinuing the color.
1: They, I'm yeah. sure they just don't have any more. I think it, oh. that was probably the mo- one of the more color, one of the mo- one of the more popular ones, and they did whatever their their mill run and.
0: And they're not going to do it anymore.
1: Well, they'll probably do a different six ply.
0: Oh man.
1: Yeah, that's how they do it. But if it's that popular, why would they not do that one again? They might at some point in the future, but. Oh. Uh, huh. Yeah.
0: So it's like Disney; they put it in the vault. No, and then eventually they'll bring it back out again to create demand.
1: You know, Opal's really cool though because they have you know there's always something new, there's something new almost every month from them. Hmm. So yeah, it's it's fun. There's um I don't know I can't remember who she is. There's a, a sock knitter that I follow on Instagram that um she uh, she knits a ton of opal, but she's yeah she's from Japan. And I don't know. Yeah, her stuff is really cool. I don't know. I can't remember what her name is. I'll look for it. Let's see if I can find it. But yeah, she's she does. She like is always knitting. I don't. I I think she like doesn't ever leave the house and just knits. Cause she Bet. there's always socks. She's not
0: in a pit, is she? No. Okay. Now somebody's keeping her in a pit, making her knit. There she is. <laughs> knit pit. Pit in a knit. Knit in a pit. It
1: is. Um. Oh, see, and Mike, she just knit with some fresh and juicy. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, it looks nice. Those colors are, I will admit, those colors do look good. That looks Mm -hmm. fun. I would wear those. Well, maybe I wouldn't. I would wear those socks.
1: So it is Jack, it's Jackie19210. So it's J-A-C-Q-U-E-19 underscore 210.
0: Jack A? Is it Jack A Harry? Harry? I don't think so. From, was it 227? Is that the name of the show? Yes. She was funny.
1: So, yeah, it's, she has some, like, I mean, she has, like, socks all the time. It's just, like, amazing because she's got, I don't know when she cast those on. She apparently finished, oh, yeah, here's another one, Mike. She finished some other fresh and juicy. Those
0: are some nice-looking socks made out of fresh and juicy. (laughs) So here
1: is a picture of her starting the fresh and juicy socks five days ago. Oh, and here is another fresh and juicy that she finished. You know
0: what? I don't think she's actually making all those herself. I think she has somebody that she is paying or maybe it's like a child that she owns. (laughs) Maybe one of her children that's making these for her because there's there's no way she's making all those herself.
1: So this is March 1st and she was starting one. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, there's four pairs of socks there. Yeah. These are all Arnie and Carlos. That's crazy. Which we will be getting more Arnie and Carlos in pretty soon, too. Because we ran out of a couple colorways. But, yeah, because Susan B. Anderson, again. And Jackie. A. Jackie. A. Yeah, so, yeah, she's a... Uh,
0: How many Instagram followers does she have?
1: Um, get I bet it's a lot. 1,091.
0: That's quite a few. It's a lot,
1: but I mean, not more like than a normal person. Yeah, it's.
0: I will tell you right now how many. It's more I have. than it's
1: more than I have.
0: How many do you have?
1: I don't know. Not not that not many. Not a thousand. No, like two. Where's my Instagram? Store has more than I have. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay, everybody listening listening to this podcast, go to Instagram and follow Elisa the Yarnista. Tell all of your friends to follow Elisa the Yarnista because. Should have a lot more followers. Well, or I think I would probably have more
1: followers if I posted stuff more frequently.
0: Big C's eating sushi. Now I want sushi.
1: Well, you're gonna have Cantonese, crispy Cantonese chicken thighs and stuff. Yeah,
0: that's kind of the same thing.
1: So yeah, I haven't been posting stuff. So
0: I, I have to... 51 followers, and I have 21 posts. So I've had Instagram for I don't know long time.
1: Yeah, I but was I looking don't... at some of my pictures and I am ashamed of myself because Why? What do you mean? I have hardly posted anything at all this year. Really? I've been so busy and tired. Ah,
0: you usually post all the time.
1: I know. I haven't been. So that is my goal for Life? Yeah, well not life, but <laughs> So yes, I, I, I wanna part start start posting some more. But you don't get you don't get new followers if you're not like Nope posting and, and I then you been. lose
0: followers that you used to have because they're like well she's not doing anything i'm not going to keep following her
1: i don't think that's happened
0: no no i don't keep track of the numbers so i don't know who's i don't them.
1: either but yeah the store has the store has more than me yeah store is more popular than me <laughs> but yeah so that's so yeah her socks make me just want to keep knitting more and more more, and
0: that's the thing find people that are like that find people whether it's all social media on facebook and instagram and whether you're doing knitting or for me it's a lot in the fitness in uh i guess the fitness industry and stuff like that find people that motivate you find people that inspire you to uh what's that
1: it's a 24 inch cable it's probably not long enough
0: but if you do it in addition to the other one
1: 16 inches probably is not long enough either. Oh, it's
0: fine. I don't
1: have a long one. You know why I don't have a long one? Why? Because it's on my West Coast cardigan.
0: I was going to say, it's probably on another project.
1: I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, well.
0: Can you duct tape those together? No. You can probably try. I don't
1: think I have a join. Maybe I have a join in here. See? Oh, I'm scared something's going to fall out. Careful. I don't think I have in the big joins, but maybe I do. Hmm. 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 Nope. But if anyone needs any uh, high high needle grips, I apparently have cornered the market on those.
0: Apparently, they're all they're all in Elisa's travel knitting bag. They come with everything. Oh yeah. So every set here,
1: you buy this. Here's some needle grips. So yeah, I am not sure what is going to happen here now. Yeah. I don't know if I have the long one on my sweater yet, so...
0: So, work on that project will have to uh, be Wait put on pause, Wait until we huh? uh,
1: go to the store and pack.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll get as far as I can. Bummer. See, it happens yeah. to me, too. I don't have long sure. enough cables. I hardly ever use big needles. Yeah. So, I don't have as many cables for my big needles. So, but yeah, I'm pretty sure this... 32 inch job he isn't gonna
0: not gonna cut it
1: Mm-mm. nope all right so well what else you got
0: what else do i got <music> i got some canadian canoes elisa
1: that's exciting
0: it is exciting it's always exciting especially when our friend jane Reaches out and provides us with some Canadian canoes. And I'm a big fan of this first story that she sent us. It is really long. So I'm going to try to pick out some highlights. I I was going to go through and actually do some highlighting to to pick out the highlights. And I didn't do that. So hopefully I can do this without stumbling and bumbling and... Wasting too much of everybody's time. This is a really good, really long article uh, that I think everyone should read. So I will post this as always underneath the uh, video player on the episode, so you can go through and read the whole thing if you want to. But basically, I uh, will start with the headline. I guess is a probably a good place to start. So girls knit their way to a math career. So this story is all about how uh, the like participation like female participation or participation of girls in STEM programs with it, which is science. Uh, was it science, technology, engineering, and math? Is that T technology? I forget what the T is now. I think it's in here somewhere. Technology app, yep, science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, that they see a lot of uh, participation in the, in the K through 12 grades for girls. But then for whatever reason, it drops off significantly as as girls are going into college. And so hmm. um, and talking, too, about how there aren't a lot or like some of the first programs that get cut when when schools are facing budgetary problems and, and where they spend their money, things like uh, home ec type classes, things like shop classes where people are doing and um, – it says for many of today's kids, being good with your hands often means texting at lightning speed, while the maker movement, which I don't think I've heard of before, the maker uh-huh. movement, but while the maker movement has increased awareness and participation in building, tinkering, and making things, most American students didn't don't learn any kind of formal handwork in school. Home economic style sewing and handicraft classes of Classes as well as shop classes have been pushed out of most schools to make room for more academic subjects like reading, math, and science. And, and definitely, those have their place. Um, but there's a lot to be said for the the doing and, and being able to uh, in some of those skills. I and mean, you know, it's not just you know the home ec stuff. It's not just sewing and cooking. It's you know budgeting and taking care of like. Normal life things that everybody has to do. Not everybody's going to do algebra and calculus and trigonometry and all that kind of stuff, but everybody's going to, at some point going to have to pay bills and pay taxes.
1: Well, and I do, I think learning how to cook is very important.
0: It's very important. I mean, it's yeah. very
1: important. And a lot of you know, like I mean, I I grew up in a house where there was always homemade food. Yeah. I mean, especially when we were when I was younger, we didn't we didn't eat out. We I mean, like, well, we got a treat once in a while, but yeah we would we always ate at home
0: yep yeah same at my house we would always every day we would have yeah have food so a uh, researcher melissa Grisolfi, i think is her name an associate professor of math education at the peabody college of education at vanderbilt university says that textile arts like knitting can teach rich mathematical ideas that can be difficult for students to understand her knit lab project which includes afternoon workshops as well as week-long summer camps for kids, is part of a larger exploratory study into the overlap between complex mathematics, problem-solving, and textile arts like knitting and crochet. And I know that's something that you talk about a lot and kind of, you know, focus on even in classes and things like that is the the mathematical aspect and numbers aspect when it comes to knitting, because there is a lot of that going on uh, within the patterns and uh, within the various projects.
1: I have a funny story.
0: Good, tell a funny story. I like funny stories.
1: So I won't, I won't, I won't name names, but you know who you are. Uh oh. So somebody was uh, somebody at knitting the other night was talking about how um, they were working on a lace pattern, and they got to the end of the row and stitch count was off. So took a while to find that button. <laughs> so. Um, rather than, you know, stopping and figuring out what was going on, this knitter decided to just keep going because they thought it would work itself out.
0: Sure. Just ignore the problem. It'll go away. And then it was,
1: it was still off.
0: Sure. But I mean, in life, that's how it works. Just just ignore it.
1: Yeah. This, this knitter is a very good friend of mine and told me that they just, thought it would just work itself out and just kept going and i
0: it didn't work itself out no
1: no. i may have laughed when they told me that
0: did it compound the issue
1: it it yes yeah so
0: so you would say the math involved made it exponentially worse had they or then had they just gone back and corrected the issue to begin with mm -hmm. there you go it all
1: comes down to numbers and it, it amazes me like you know like for for me i i love numbers i'm very numbers oriented um but, like, knitters that – th- and I think that makes that makes knitting, I think, maybe easier for me because if something doesn't work, then I can figure out the math. Right. But, yeah, and I, I think it's easier. But, like, if I wasn't, like, good at math, I think knitting might be harder in some ways. But are oh, you looking for your next highlight? Yeah,
0: I think uh, that kind of covered – I think, uh you know, one of the things that it, it kind of touches on here is – How, again, the participation in in girls, especially going into college and whatnot, in the STEM programs or the STEM uh, subjects is decreasing. She says that, or it talks about how more and more girls, especially younger girls in high school and college age, are picking up knitting. Which, when you own a yarn shop, is a good thing. Because that means for hopefully years and years to come that knitting will be popular and people will want to be uh, participating in that in that hobby and activity. Um, But they said that knitting is increasing in popularity. However, Mm -hmm. these participation in the STEM subjects is decreasing. So like, how can we take something that is becoming more and more popular and kind of convert that into participation in these other programs that we want to get girls involved in. And so they said, we'll take knitting and we will show how this is applicable to, to math and, and all of that good stuff.
1: I think there's something in the article I just at its most expert levels knitting illustrates in 3 dimensions math concepts that are often left to college level abstract thinking and it is it, it's very it it is very interesting how the the three dimensional aspect of it is like so hard for our brains to like grasp like yeah. the you know we're knitting a tube and then Especially like the heel turn. If anybody's ever knit a sock and that heel turn, the first time you're like, "What is going on here?" Sure. And it's it, it's that like that that three dimension and sweaters and I mean it's, the shaping and all of that is all very it, it's very math based. Um, Being able
0: to visualize mm-hmm. and to yeah.
1: Well, and Kat Bordy, she was she was a math teacher right? or math oh, yeah. teacher or math professor, and you know she was like out one day and thinking. um, Cause the, the new pathways for sock knitters is a really, really cool book. Um, but she, she started thinking like mathematically about how the, the triangular sock gusset, if you take it and like, if you could take it and move it anywhere within that area where you need the extra, Mm -hmm. um, space, if it would work and she started playing around with it and it, and it works and the book is really cool. So like there are, there's that her
0: book. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think it might be out of print. We have a, I think we have a couple at the shop. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wonderful book. It's really interesting. Um, so there's yeah there's it because they all have gusset shaping, but some of them it's on the top of the foot. Some of them, yeah, it's anywhere in that area, and hmm. it'll work. So yeah, so yeah, I mean that's that's math and yeah. that three dimensional stuff, and yep. yeah, super smart people.
0: Sometimes. Well, yeah. and, and the whole custom fit thing, that's mm-hmm. entirely 100% math and programming and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it, to me, it's a very interesting uh, subject and idea. And we'll talk about this more on next week's show when we look at uh, some answering some emails. But I know this is one thing that one of the podcasts I listen to is Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson, but especially Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill, uh, Bill Nye. Those guys are really big into getting uh, younger girls and, and women in general into the science fields mm-hmm. and into, you know, some like math and programming and science and that sort of thing. Because there isn't a, a huge representation all the time. Um, you know, it seems like it's more now than, than there has been in the past, but it sounds like that's dropping off a little bit. So they they do a lot of work in encouraging young girls and things into and, and getting into uh, into those areas and into those fields of study and, and work. So. I
1: love Bill Nye.
0: Bill Nye is great. He's he's actually might be maybe it's April. I want to say it's maybe I thought it's end of March, but I think it's April. Going to be in
1: Milwaukee, isn't no, he? No, he's going to be oh. on
0: Netflix. He's got a a new show coming out on Netflix. It's uh I don't remember what it's called, but any it's going to be like Bill Nye the Science Guy kind of stuff where he does like basic science and and things like that. And he's going to be it's a uh, it's Bill Nye Saves the World or something like that? I don't know. Whatever it's called, Bill Nye is going to have a science program, and it's sure to be entertaining, so make sure you watch it. You'll learn some things, and it, even if you don't, you'll be entertained along the way because he's he wears a bow tie.
1: Yes. <laughs> he is very entertaining. <laughs> he's
0: pretty good. He reminds
1: uh, me of, he's like the 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 Alton Brown of uh science. Of science? Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so let's move it along to our next story. So, this one I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on. This is more for the headline than for anything. But, man allegedly tries to rob the Namo knitting store with a syringe. This, I hesitate to say this is funny. This is more sad than funny. Basically, this guy had some sort of a a drug issue of some sort, and he went into this yarn shop and tried to rob it, like basically arm robbery with a syringe. And, and you think about it, and reading through this and you think about it, okay, yeah, so you could, you could poke somebody with a syringe. It's not like you're going in there with a big knife or a gun or something like that, but you don't know if that syringe has some sort of weird disease on it or who it's been used by or how it's been used. And so what appears to be on the surface is kind of a, Maybe silly, almost, you know, kind of jokey, ha-ha headline story. I don't think this that this is. Because I started, you know, you start reading it and it's like, I don't, this is not good. It says he went in there but didn't get anything and fled. Said Constable Gary O'Brien, which I think this took place actually in Ireland maybe, if I'm not mistaken. But Gary O'Brien, if it's not in Ireland, is probably the, the most Irish stereotypical police officer name that I've ever heard. So, but yeah. So the guy went in there and left. Uh, the police found the suspect moments later by the China China Steps in downtown Nemo, where he had collapsed. So again, this dude he had some drug issues going on. So,
1: well, and I would think too. I mean, if somebody comes in with a gun, it's like here,
0: here's the money. You can
1: have the stuff. But someone comes in like pointing a syringe at you. I mean, would you be looking at them, being like, what? I mean, like.
0: I would probably would still say here's the monies, but but huh. a yarn you're gonna go to a yarn shop. It's not like you're going into a jewelry store yeah. or a, a gas station. You're going into a yarn shop that gonna tell you people out there right now. You try to go to a yarn shop and rob the yarn shop. You're probably not gonna get a whole lot <laughs> out of the no. drawer.
1: No, lots of credit cards. Yeah, yeah,
0: but yeah. So again, this when I first read the headline, it's like you know this is something. But that's...
1: he's he's he's. Kind he's of, trying to rob a place with a syringe so i think syringe. anything is going to be yeah something That's so he sad. went to
0: the hospital facing a robbery charge for attempted robbery uh yeah so there's that still questioning we, we just talked about it. i'm still questioning whether or not i should have covered this one or brought this one up but there you go it's on knitting canoes it's unusual it involves knitting next story all right, so this one is much more heartwarming and fun and nice than than a, a, a guy on drugs oh. trying to rob a, a store of a syringe. So, woman who learned to read at 87 says, I was inspired by knitting. So, first of all, can you imagine not being able to read until you were 87 years old? Mm. This is This is amazing to me. One, that somebody could you know, go that long in their lives. And I know she's not the only one. There are others out there who, you know, do not know how to read or are not uh, strong readers, but uh, she did it. So I'm just actually going to read the whole story because there's not a whole lot to it. But a woman who decided to learn to read at 87 said she was inspired by her love of knitting. Ursula Shepard had spent her whole life unable to read or write, not needing the skills in her factory jobs. She told uh, who's a Julia Hartley Brewer apparently somebody from this TalkRadio.co.uk that when she went to school she sat at the back with someone who could read, so she would watch her turn over the page and then turn hers at the same <gasps> time. That was pretty clever. <laughs> so apparently she was just resistant to the idea of reading for what it, she she couldn't do it. She was resistant to learning. Apparently,
1: well, and maybe maybe she had you know some reading challenge that. And that could be true. I mean, too. that and wasn't as recognized. I'm saying
0: she's 87. So at that point, if she had dyslexia or some sort of a disability in, in learning or something, that it probably was not handled the same way that mm-hmm. it is now. So she maybe she just got discouraged and said, I can't do it. I'm just not going to. But then... She found inspiration from a most unlikely source. Shepard said that when she was knitting, her inability to read the patterns was a big frustration. And eventually... (laughs) Yeah, and she's 87.
1: (laughs) Some of us find the ability to read the pattern frustrating sometimes.
0: And it only took her 87 years to become frustrated. And she eventually prompted her to make a big change in her life. Now she can read and write. She told us she wants to get through a love story and write a letter. And then it ends with Shepherd is also planning a skydive after going on an airplane for the first time last year, and there is an interview. So, as always, all the knitting news stories I do post those underneath. I don't know. Uh, the, I think
1: maybe her brain isn't all there if she you go on a plane and then you decide you want to jump out of you know one. What? That is kind of scary. I still
0: think that would be fun. I would but do it. There's a there's a long as what almost eleven minute interview uh, with Ursula on the website, so I will post this as I do with everything. So I definitely encourage if you've got a little time to go and listen to this because I, I listened to some of it and she just like sounds like a super nice lady. And, uh, she, she's doing some things toward the end of her life. I'm sure we can all agree that 80 at the age of 87, she's probably, uh, doesn't have a long way to go yet. But she's making the most of it. She's learning how to read. She's doing some skydiving. She's uh she's living it up and that's, that's awesome. Crazy. So I I hope if I make it to 87, I am doing awesome things like bettering my life and, and learning things and uh doing some skydiving maybe.
1: I would skydive. I hate flying and I hate I'm so afraid of heights. So
0: I so do. So you it. do whatever you have to or whatever you can I'd to get it. out of that airplane. Get me out of here. I still would like to do that at some point.
1: We can think about it.
0: So I think that's all I've got for knitting Canoes at this point in the program. Is there anything else you want to talk about today?
1: No, I'm going to make supper.
0: Go use those uh, rehydrated mushrooms.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I have an update. The cassava tortillas that I made last week were really, really good.
0: Oh, yeah. Those were really good.
1: Yeah. I think they were, yeah, they were delicious. And soup, they were pretty easy. I will do a half batch next time, though, because reheating them is pretty much as much work as... uh making this making them, it the making first them time. fresh oh. was it yes why oh they because they're they like they they when they're cold they get it gets hard oh. and you have to steam them and then they're uh. soggy and then i had to recook them in a pan so <laughs> it would have just been easier to to do them which i may end up making some tomorrows because we may have uh tacos
0: nice mm-hmm. that sounds good
1: yeah so um yeah those they turned out really good I friend my friend recommended them a long time ago and she said they have a pizza crust that they make with it too that i thought would be really good hmm.
0: that sounds yeah. interesting yeah so, i thought they were really good so if you want to make those again i would be all for it you would eat them i would eat them
1: would you eat them with some uh tongue in them
0: i would eat them with green egg and green eggs and ham okay. uh, sam i am
1: what about tongue sure okay so that we, doesn't may have, scare me. we may have tongue tacos tomorrow. All right. Yeah, that was a very interesting delivery. Yeah. When I got the tongue, the tongue from my friend, I looked in the bag and they're they're in clear bags from our beef supplier. From our beef supplier, yeah. I opened up the bag and they're they're in clear bags.
0: And just a bunch of tongues in the bag. Just A bunch of tongues in a like, bag. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they're all because it's like rolled up, so it's like round. Weirdo. You're a weirdo. So yeah, they're they're like they they're round because it's like rolled up. So they didn't quite they don't quite look like tongues, but yeah. So Pah. I'm sure we'll get them thawed and pop them in the instant. Put them in the pressure cooker and yeah.
0: I feel like would do those like or would they seize up really easily? I feel like tongue for some reason would be more susceptible to that sort of thing than.
1: Well, apparently, not to, like, I hope nobody's, you know, vomiting right now. I'm, because if you don't we're gonna... want this
0: conversation, skip ahead, like, a minute, and we'll be right back with you.
1: So, what you do is, and it's supposed to taste like really, really tender roast beef.
0: All right.
1: So, and I had I had tongue tacos last year at, I mean, when I in Colorado. technically, it is beef. Mm-hmm.
0: If you roast it, technically, mm-hmm. it is roast beef. This is true. So, there you go.
1: Yes. It's not a roast, though.
0: No, it's not a roast. It's not a beef roast. It's... It's not a beef roast, but it is roast beef. Roasted beef? It'll be pressure cooked beef. Pressure cooked beef. It'll still be delicious. Probably. We'll see.
1: So you cook them in the pressure cooker with just like, I mean, it's just a little, a little bit of seasoning. Nothing really crazy. Um, and then when it's done, then this is the part that if, you do, if your stomach is squeamish about stuff, you, you then... Hit you, the skip ahead button. You, you, then you take off the outer layer. So there's like okay. an outer, like a skin. So it's like skin on the tongue, and then there's the meat inside. Okay. So you peel the skin, so you cook it first, and then because you can't, I don't know if you can get the, how easy it is to get the skin off before you cook them, but it sounds like it's way easier. You just like peel it off. Okay. And then you slice it, then and put it on tortilla with uh, some so onions look, folks, and for cilantro. the last
0: millions of years, this is well, maybe not millions, because humans probably well, maybe millions. This is how people have eaten. It's good to know your food and how it's prepared. Don't just go to Saki house and get sushi because they make it for you. Make your own food. Go to a home economics class and learn how to cook. My aunt was a home economics teacher. Yeah, she was. A really good one. hmm Oh, I, I wouldn't
1: know if she was a good one.
0: Well, I don't know either, but I'm just saying Lisa, just play along. You just gotta say she was a so, really good one.
1: Yeah, and I mean we've always we always kinda gone by the, you know, and would try something once.
0: Yeah, and you never know; it might be good.
1: The ones I had in
0: Colorado were really good. But if it's not good, then don't feel like you have to eat it again.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Well, we I think we have three tongues. So.
0: Except I really like asparagus now. I didn't used to like asparagus, Mm -hmm. but then I tried it again, and I do. I eat a lot of asparagus now. I know you do. A lot of asparagus. You did
1: not like asparagus at all. You're like, no, no, no. You didn't like avocados very much either before.
0: I was kind of indifferent to avocados. Now they're really good. That's
1: yeah, well, it's uh, it's kind of unavoidable in this house to Yeah. You you can't n- dislike avocados, Although, you might starve.
0: I, I was reading something the other day and was talking about like the super high was it, the fat content of mm-hmm. avocados and stuff that you should only eat like not very many.
1: It's good fat.
0: It's mostly good fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even a lot of good fat is still not great for well, you.
1: Well, yeah, you shouldn't eat, like, five avocados a day. Exactly.
0: Only only eat four. So if you learn anything from today's Elisa the Ernista podcast, only eat four avocados per day to keep your fat intake down.
1: So on Monday, I want to talk about this, because Monday I actually, I had, like, a marathon with the Instant Pot. I was, like, balancing things. Like oh, trying yeah, we to need,
0: like, need, like, three Instant Pots.
1: Like, scheduling. I had, like, I had to, like balance the time because you can only have, you know, use it once. So in the morning,
0: I well, mean Well, and luckily we have two, you call them liners or yeah. the, in like the pot pot parts mm-hmm. so you can kind of rotate things more quickly. Yep. So that's a suggestion too. If you've only got one, get another one because Monday might happen to you.
1: Yeah. Well, we have, um, so the, like the, the extra accessories I got are wonderful. Cause I got another liner. I got the glass, like the tempered glass crock pot lid. Yeah. that's nice. Um, and then I got, um, oh, those, the, the silicone. The hot lobster yeah. The lobster mints. And then I got, um, a silicone lid to put on it too. So you yeah. can store stuff in the fridge. So sure. that's nice because I know like, mm, I haven't mentioned her yet, so I probably should. So Michelle Tam, um, she, she, uh, she, a lot of times when she's making one meal, and this is part of the reason I got two, two liners is because yep. when she's making like supper one night in there as it's cooking, then she gets the next night ready and then puts it in the fridge. Uh, so while it's cooking, she's getting the next night's food together, which is really smart. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, and that's why I like the she way she cooks ain't no too.
0: ordinary dummy. No. As my dad says. Oh, hi. So,
1: um. But So, I started last week. I made... Uh, it was a tomato bacon soup. It was really good. I froze I a bunch of it. I didn't get any of that. I froze a bunch of it. You didn't... You weren't here. I wasn't here. So, I had to make bacon tomato soup. Where was I? And you were at work. Oh, okay. This was Monday. Oh, okay. So, I made that. And then I made um, Michelle's uh, pork and Napa cabbage soup.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I made it with... Um, Mike, you're getting oh. hair all over my... Well,
0: I can't pet your head right um, there.
1: I got. Sorry. I made it with. Uh, I made it with beef, and I made it with sweet potatoes again. And I like the sweet potatoes better than the white potatoes. I can see that. Yep. It just. It's a little bit better. And I put fish sauce in there. I don't think her recipe has fish sauce in it. What? I know.
0: It's a Michelle Tam recipe. It I has to have fish it sauce has, in
1: it. I honestly, I really, I don't think it has. It must. I think it was just salt. Yeah. So I put some fish sauce in there, and that that was really good too. Of course. Of course, and then for supper I made ribs. I made pork ribs in the Damn. instant
0: pot. See, so those were really good. They were really, really good. And good, and you don't like ribs. I'm not a big rib guy, so which is probably odd because I think most men
1: are you a man like
0: ribs. I feel like I'm a man. Okay, I don't know, but yeah, not big on ribs, but these were really, really good. Yet it was a, a Penzi rub.
1: Yeah, a Penzi's nine thousand is the rub. Chili 9000.
0: And you do like it had to sit in the fridge overnight or something yep. like that. And then yep. wrap
1: it in foil and put it in the fridge. And then the next day take and put it in the oven and um, broil it a little bit just to get some brown bit flavor. You cut it enough so you can put it in the put end, the, put, the, put the the pieces, of the rack in the Instant Pot. Right. And then, um, yeah, broil it a little bit and then put it in the Instant Pot. And I was reading somewhere, I can't remember what the different times where I found a... A link for they had different times so if you want like ribs that are a little bit chewier then you go like this long if you want ribs that are a little bit mm. more like fall off the bone a little bit easier but still have a little bit of chew then you go this long and if you want them like totally fall off the bone then there was how much I can't remember
0: what was whatever amount of time you did I, thought I did was the middle of the road pretty much perfect
1: because I don't like my I, I like eating off of the rib yeah. so I didn't want to like just basically have the bone fall out
0: yeah, no, I I so, thought it was pretty much perfect
1: So, yeah, that was really good What did we have? What, did we just have... Oh, we just had um, broiled romaine, I think, with it Yep Yeah, so, yeah So I did that I That was really good Yeah, it was good So, yeah And ribs have always been a pain But this was so easy Because you broil them, put them in the Instant Pot And then you take them out And you broil them a little bit again Just to get them crispy Yeah Yeah, it was so easy Because no, ribs really usually take really forever good. Yeah So, that had fish sauce in it
0: Of course of course I did. All right. So thank you everybody for joining us. I think at this point we will go ahead and uh, bind it all off while Elisa's counting stitches. So I will try to talk. I oh, should not count anymore. I will let's uh, bind it off. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you would like to participate in the program, send us an email podcast at elisathearnista.com. Otherwise, you can also find all of Elisa's uh, internet social media adventures. All around, go to alisa thearnisa.com. Up in the upper right hand area, you will find all the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Ravelry, all that good stuff up there. And like elisa said earlier, she is planning on doing more there. So, uh, watch out for that. Also, if you've made it this far into the program, must be something that you enjoy about what we're doing here. Maybe it's a uh, Rollo getting his nose into everything. Um, you may want to consider uh, signing up on Patreon. You can do so at uh, any various levels. There's the $1 level, which will get you access to the discussion and uh, message board stuff going on there, as, long, as well as some other uh, various behind-the-scenes kind of pictures and things. We hope to have more up about that soon. At the $5 level, that will get you access to the video version of the podcast. So you can uh, go there. See
1: Elisa counting her stitches.
0: You can watch Elisa count her stitches. And uh, you can see Rollo while he's sleeping and dreaming and twitching. That was pretty fun. Uh, But you can see all that stuff at the $5 level. Otherwise, whatever you you feel you would like to contribute, you are welcome to do so. But again, at the $5 or more level, we'll get you uh, access to the video version of the podcast and other content as we go forward. So I think at this point, again, I'm going to start this music. And we're going to – oh, man, I got my levels all wrong here. We're going to go ahead and and, uh, make some supper. We're going to get the dogs some supper because they need to eat too. But uh, we will see you all next week. Have a good one. Cheers. Um oh, I found her. Hello the damn door. Can't you see that I am knitting?